0: Greetings and welcome to Montessori in Action, a podcast for Montessori educators to remind you that you are not alone. I'm your host, Elizabeth Slade, and let's spend some time listening to what is in the hearts and on the minds of other Montessorians. Our next guest is Ana Maria Garcia Blanco, a Puerto Rican educator who pioneered Montessori public education on the island. She is currently executive director of Instituto Nueva Escuela, a nonprofit organization devoted to the social and educational transformation of the public education system through the Montessori method. As an educator with her bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees from Harvard University, She has always believed education is the key for social change and progress. She founded the first public Montessori school in Puerto Rico, La Nueva Escuela Juan Ponce de Leon, where she was the principal for 23 years, increasing student achievement, reducing school desertion, eradicating school violence, and engaging families in the social academic project of the school. In 2000, schools began to turn to Ana Maria for support building public Montessori programs to serve their children, which led to the founding of Instituto Nueva Escuela. Dr. Garcia has been the Instituto Nueva Escuela executive director since 2009, now serving 46 public schools around the island. She has lectured across the country, taught at the Sacred Heart University and University of Puerto Rico, Inter-American University and was a teaching fellow at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. She's also authored several publications, chapters, and articles on education, including A Community-Based Approach to Education Reform in Puerto Rico, which appeared in Edwin Melendez's Colonial Dilemma, Critical Perspectives on Contemporary Puerto Rico, and authored Entitlements of Latino Students and Parents in the Massachusetts Public Educational System Some Legal and Policy Considerations for the University of Massachusetts. Welcome, Ana Maria Garcia. Thank you so much for
1: being on Montessori in Action podcast today. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Linda. Glad to be here with you and with everybody that's listening to this podcast.
0: Wonderful. I want to introduce uh, Glenda Perez, who's here with us as a Public Montessori in Action Smith intern, sitting in on the interview with Ana Maria and supporting the translation. So thank you, Glenda, for being here. Yeah, no I'm am excited. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Ana Maria, I was hoping you could open just by sharing with our listeners your story of developing Public Montessori in Puerto Rico.
1: Yes, Elizabeth, Glenda, to, to tell you a long story short, uh, uh, the, the, the beginnings of this project go back to the 1980s when I was part of a community group in Puerto Rico in a small urban city barrio in Puerto Rico that was dealing with the issues of, uh, of education. Uh, our, our public school was was really deteriorating, as was deteriorating many other schools in the island. So there was a movement, a community movement began dreaming together about a new school, a new school for the barrio, for the community, so that we can offer our students a, a, a really good school that will give them a good future. So in 1987, the response of the actual government, of the of the then government, uh, it was to close down the school as part of a, a movement in the island of closing down small schools. Our community resists and gets together, gets organized. Three years later, we had the f- we, we opened the school. We reopened the school. Mm-hmm. When we came into the gates of the school, we had a very interesting, complicated scenario. We had students that had left school a long time ago, coming back. We had students that were without school. The, the three years that the school had been closed down. Wow. Wow. And so we got together and we said we had to, to we have to reconstruct this school not only in the building but we have to reconstruct the soul of our school. And that's wow. how we found Montessori. Montessori mm-hmm. was at the other side of the road in a private school. So we were able to observe that school and to have some of our children get scholarships in that school so that we really uh, went through the experience of Montessori schools uh, early early childhood uh, early education the House of children. And that was the beginning of this story. Uh, we, we brought back to our community the Montessori model. The community fell in love with it and shows it as its pedagogy model, uh, as a social and academic transformation model. And we became the first public school public school in Puerto Rico to adopt the Montessori uh, uh, the pedagogy. That's why we say that Montessori in Puerto Rico crossed the street. From the private sector <laughs> to the to the public sector, she actually crossed the street, <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> literally and figuratively, we have the first Montessori school, and uh, very early, uh, very early on, we started seeing the success of our children, of our teachers. So those children really transformed our school, uh, our elementary school, and then our intermediate school into a, a a school where there were no dropouts, no no narco, no violence a lot of uh, very, a very strong community engagement parent engagement mm-hmm. at
0: mm-hmm. the turn
1: of the century we began as uh, receiving other communities that were looking for a good school for their children very similar stories from like the one we were, had lived in Juan Domingo in our community in our in our in our barrio and uh, uh, so other schools join What then began began to be the movement of public Montessori education in Puerto Rico. Four schools, twelve schools. Now we are in forty-six schools, uh, public schools in the island, and six uh, community-based organizations in the island that have chosen Montessori as the way, as the pedagogy of their school and of their community of their children. Mm-hmm. And that's where we mm-hmm. are now. Uh, the, the story of Juan Domingo repeats itself in many other places, where there is a community that is at the with the danger of a closing down of their school, the abandonment of the of the public school, and the community gets together, gets organized, mm-hmm. dreams about a new school, and reaches to us for help in terms of the Montessori model. And that's how we we have become a movement in the public sector and also we have become a center of Montessori teacher education at the Instituto Nueva Escuela. So uh, now we have a, a center where we, can, we are accredited to teach from infants and toddlers to high school. Uh, and we are serving, as I told you, uh, 46 communities all over the island now. And I read that you have trained 500 teachers we, are, we have trained 500 teachers, and uh, now there are other 200 on the, in the process of becoming Montessori teachers. We have assistant teachers, which is very important for us. The, the, uh, almost uh, 90% of our assistant teachers are parents or young people from the communities that have been unemployed and they become employed in the school through the Montessori project. So they are uh, they get their course on assistant teacher mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. INE and become part of this movement mm-hmm. and of this community. Yeah. So that gives Mm a strength to the movement in terms of uh, Mm -hmm. networking and in terms of relationships. We are a big family, a a family that is growing uh, day by day with the entrance of a new school or with the growth of the school within the school. Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Okay, so can you just share the landscape of public Montessori in Puerto Rico now about how many programs and what ages they serve um, in this strange pandemic, year of 2020
1: 2021 let me let me tell you uh, where we are and what ages we serve we are now in 31 towns and cities in puerto rico we have 46 public schools and six a non-profit community-based organizations that have adopted montessori we serve children from infants uh, two months of age to 18 years old uh, not all the schools serve that range, but uh, we have already more than eight schools serving the early, early childhood programs, and we have almost a hundred house of children around the island, uh, and we have around ten schools that have already reached the uh, 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 intermediate and high school levels. Uh, so there are some schools that have the whole the whole family, the whole, you know, the whole range of ages, which is some of our, of those schools are becoming models for the rest of them. Our school system, like many systems in the United States and in the world, cut the experience of children into elementary, intermediate, and high school. We're trying to to provide the child and the family a complete experience. So what we're doing is we are uh, adding up uh, some grades to those elementary schools and then creating a a bridge with this high school so that we serve the community, not isolated schools. And then we're starting to see effects in our towns, in our communities, in our barrios, because of the comprehensive uh, program that we're trying to develop. so we are, uh, we're serving uh, children, we're serving around 17,000 children now all over the island, and we what? work with around 35,000 mothers, fathers, grandparents who are taking care of our childhood and our, our, our youth. Uh, let me share with you that uh, the model that we used to work that we learned in that first small community school in in Guaynabo in the 90s. It has three important elements. To understand what happened in the pandemia, I have to explain to you what the, what the platform where we work from. We have three very important elements that complement each other. The first one is the collectivity, the collective work, the participative governance, the round tables, where everybody in the school community has a dignified place in the table. And they can contribute from their own experience: be a teacher, be a school principal, be a parent, be a neighbor of the school. They contribute to the construction of this education project of their community. Uh, so that is the first piece of our triangle. The second piece is the pedagogy. We're using the Montessori pedagogy as a scientific, a science, science-based uh, pedagogy. So because we cannot. Be experimenting. We have to provide our children a strong, a a strong academic program that will not fail them, that will reach each one of our children. Our, 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 Model is that we we cannot lose one child you know we we cannot lose one child the third piece is very important uh, is the family engagement we we talk about enrolling parents to the schools not children we enroll the whole family and the family immediately becomes part of the other two pieces. They become part of the governance of the school, and they become part of the science of the school, so that they learn a lot about what's going on in their child and in their young, in their adolescent during life. So the, the parents become a a support group in, in themselves, where they help each other with this very important task of being a parent in the 21st century World, (laughs) Uh, so they're part of the policies of the school, and they're part. Also, they are they are benefiting from the science of development that Montessori brings to the table. Uh, We have a a very important component in that third piece, which is called House of the Family, where any family from our school can come to the to the table and ask for help, and that help is going to be translated into immediate. Eh, immediate support and and an immediate plan for independence. We believe that we have to uh, uh, take pain and and transform it into a plan of action for the liberation and the happiness of our families. So it's a very profound community-based, a lot of support between families, and also uh, we try to put at the service of our communities the services, the medical services, psychological services, uh, wellness services that uh, that we need to be uh, happier and to be, uh, be able to take our lives in our hands and continue our journey. So those those are the elements that are present in our practice. When you ask me about the pandemia, what happens when the pandemia, the same thing that happened when Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico terribly in 19, in 12, 12, 10, 2017, the same thing that happened when this, the, the earth started shaking. And by the way, it has not stopped. It's still shaking. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we we often look at each other and say we didn't know this, but we were practicing for the pandemic. What mm-hmm. happened when the pandemic? The three elements get activated immediately, yeah. because yeah. those three elements uh, take you, uh, Elizabeth, and Glenda to a, a network of people that are working together constantly for the for the education of their children. So the network was organized, and we established a way of communicating with the 70% of parents and teachers and students that have internet, but also with the ones that did not have internet. So we established distancing meetings and ways of communication that did not depend always on the internet. Uh, So once we got the community speaking to each other, the roundtables activated, activated in a moment where we cannot see each other, then the other programs emerge from that, from those tables, from those round tables. Important projects emerge. Uh, the teachers develop a platform for the teachers, uh, so the teachers all over the island could communicate constantly about what they were doing, sharing uh, how, sharing things, sharing experiences, ideas on how to to continue the education project. A very important project emerged from that conversation that is called the traveling boxes. Traveling boxes are uh, little boxes or uh, uh, everyone took different shapes. It was uh, a mochila or it was a box or it was a – the children would get every two or three weeks uh, materials from their teachers, a written agenda for parents to follow, Uh, And materials, concrete materials so that they can continue their, their education at homes. We call it Montessori at home. Uh, We were fighting the poli, the public policy of uh, having our children in front of a computer all all day. We understand that children, especially the small children, cannot be doing that. We believe that no human being should, but especially those little ones, you, a child doesn't learn that way, and uh, everybody knows that now. Science knows that now. So we're trying to provide Montessori at home. At the same time, the house of family, which I explained to you, Got very active and started serving uh, at distance and through the computer uh, uh, to families that were having, a, a, that were having. A, uh, to deal with the pandemic, the emotional aspect of the pandemic, to 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 prevent depression, to prevent mm-hmm. violence. To, so we mm-hmm. did a lot of prevention. I'm happy to say that we did over 1,000 interventions during that time that were very successful. And uh, so we did a, a lot of uh, support groups among parents, among teachers, so that nobody was alone in, at their home. There was a third piece some of the schools began what we call the outside classrooms so some of them started meeting in the countryside in the beach in the shore in by the by this forest by the Fisherman's villa uh, we looked for community centers where we had distance there was a fresh air going, and we could with a lot of care a lot of uh, security work so we started the the first encounters the first meetings of our teachers and our students so the the, the Montessori was active came home and came to the community and we kept a The teachers meeting every week, the the teachers in their schools and also in their level. We created some support groups of teachers all over the island. Marvelous things happen, Elizabeth Glenda, from those meetings. So marvelous that now, as we plan to come back, teachers are talking about exchange of students, of doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, trips, uh, uh, trips. Together, it's research together. There was a group in the south part that was dealing with the earthquakes at the pandemia at the same time. Uh, the students at the Erkinder ki- level, the intermediate level, did a research. On how the world was dealing with a pandemic and how they were dealing with schooling within the pandemic, so they constructed a proposal and they brought it to the to the to the table of teachers, school principals, and parents. And actually, Elizabeth Glenda today the governor of Puerto Rico has in his hands a proposal that emerges from those tables, yeah. uh, that originated in the classroom in the outside classroom of Lajas where they were meeting in buildings that were abandoned, they, they were meeting in the outside part of those buildings. So uh, we have survived the pandemic. Uh, we don't underestimate what it has done to us. So we are now, we are, we are working very hard on how to come back. It was very hard to leave uh, our scenarios. It's not gonna be easy to come back. Because many things happen in our hearts, in our souls. So we have to uh, work very hard to prepare the community for the return to the school. So that's where we are. We are very happy to say that uh, we have been constantly uh, collecting data from our communities, uh, both through the internet and through uh, distancing personal encounters. And we have found that we ha- our percentage of people that were contaminated by the covid is is less than two percent, so our percentage has always been very low. So that network and that campaign that we were able to do, uh, you know, in all those roundtables, not only helped the academics and also helped the soul of the people during this tragedy, but it also helped the health of people because people we all, we we made a commitment to each other: we have to see each other again next semester in in such and such a place, and we have to be healthy. So that has kept us going uh, through the pandemic. Mm. So you mentioned the triangle
0: of transformation being the idea of collective or collective governance and the Montessori pedagogy and the family engagement. Can you tell me where that emerged from and how how that came to be a shared
1: understanding? Yes, Elizabeth, I think that uh, the basic elements of that triangle were present in our first community when we organized the community to come into the school. Uh, I learned uh, in the community uh, how to work in round tables how everybody was this, had the same dignity in the table. We learned how to make agendas that were respectful for everybody and inclusive. We learned that a meeting should take the time it was supposed to take because you are respecting everybody in the table. Mm-hmm. So those elements of uh, respect that now we call the code of honor. Uh, that we established in each one of our circles, uh, became uh, the common practice uh, when we were getting together with the first four schools and then the, f- the next 12 schools. And when people ask us, how did you do it? How do you do this? Then we started putting names to those elements and to that methodology. And Mm -hmm. now we're able to talk about a methodology of collective work that is at the basic, that is fundamental for the reconstruction of the social tissue of the school community and Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. the community it serves. And that has been very strong, Elizabeth. That combination between collective work, codes of honor, a real participation of people and Montessori has been a very powerful. A methodology but we started to call it methodology you know some many years after we were practicing and i have to say that i learned that in the community where i come from uh, by the circles of dialogue by the circles of of, of conversation where everybody had a, a dignified place where everybody had to listen to each other were talking about the others were never permitted i could not talk about your work or you if you're not present so we uh, we were very disciplined in terms of um uh, of of taking care of that social network that is at the bottom, is the platform for a good school. Now we even call it a curriculum, Elisa, we will call it Glenn that the first curriculum for children, because I can be talking about values, I can be talking about democracy all my life. But the child and the young is gonna look at me and say, How do you treat your coworker how do you treat my mother how do you treat me how do you treat everybody else mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. collective how do you behave how do you behave with consensus we have a consensus and then do i go with the consensus or, 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 or do i stay with my opinion my individual so we have been able to transcend the me and i to the us So that's Mm -hmm. the methodology. It's become a methodology that we learn, Elizabeth and Glenda, and this is important for me to say, under very uh, radical, extreme situations, If you go back to that scenario that I I talked to you in the first question, it was a closed down school that that, that, uh, immediately the violence uh, came Mm -hmm. up in the community, the dropouts, the narco took over. So it was extreme. It was like war. It was an extreme situation. And we were, we cannot, we were not, we could not be, uh, we had to be efficient. We had to be real. We had to be true. Because that's the only thing that was going to help us alive and surviving. So I, we've learned a lot about those methodologies that emerge in a very critical, extreme situation. So now when we are in a very critical situation, yes. those mm-hmm. methodologies serve for us. Yes. Mm, beautiful. You use the
0: word social tissue, which I absolutely love when talking about that triangle of transformation and the network that evolved. Can you just share a little bit about what is other what other developments are happening in Puerto Rico separate from, of course, nothing separate from the pandemic, but what are some of the other things that are happening within your Montessori community as a result of your, the social tissue that is developed there?
1: Yes, Elizabeth we we, uh, we recognized the reconstruction of the social tissue as a basic to other things that have emerged from the movement. One of them is a very strong parent association that is called Montessori Para Todos. Montessori is for everyone. Uh, and you have to understand that these are communities that were marginalized from the system, that were uh, the system is telling them we've got to close down your school. Yeah. Uh, so if, in that in that scenario is that this network, of parents mm-hmm. that represent thirty one towns of in the island from different rural urban housing projects um the municipality of Vieques, that's an island in itself that has been very isolated from many things in Puerto Rico, etc., cetera, et cetera, So um, when you reconstruct and when you feel part of, uh, and you're part of your school community, it's easier to feel part of other school communities. So that has been very important. Uh, and also when you take the same methodology, this is not about one leader or two leaders, this is about 30,000 parents that have come together and say, so that's very important. Having that said, then the issues that Puerto Rico is dealing with, Puerto Rico, as many other parts in the world and in the United States, is fighting for the right of public, of good public education for their children. So uh, Montessori has become a tool, has become a way of getting to that very basic. A right, that all our children have. So this movement has brought to the agenda of the island that the public that the public schools have to be protected, have to be uh, taken care of. The funds have to get to the schools, and the schools have to participate of public policy. So there's a national debate now going on with the public education versus privatization uh, participation versus centralization etc and Mo- the montessori network has been very important both in terms of the content of that discussion and in terms of the methodology of that discussion so uh, those are things that come from that reconstruction of the tissue uh, w- w- we say that when you change the 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 individual uh, answer to life to a collective answer to life many things happen and some of them have been there uh, mm-hmm. our parents are very engaged now in a new in a new question that the government is having to say after in, in these last four years more than 300 schools have been closed down because of economic reasons you know, mm-hmm. as part of mm-hmm. the fiscal board that we have in Puerto Rico at this point, they're asking the government to to save money. So one of the things that the last secret- the, two, the last two secretaries of education did was to close down school as a way of saving yeah. money. Yeah. I have news yeah. for you. There has been no saving. There yeah. has <laughs> right. been no saving. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. we have a problem of uh, having too many children in the same school. So so the parents of Montessori schools are now part of that debate and are already presenting proposals for more than 10 schools on the island to be open again. Mm, so nice. so so I think from that when you get people together and empower ourselves with uh, it, when we understand that to have a democracy means that we can we have to participate that's a change that that changes mm-hmm. the game and yes. then the parents yes. participate. And it takes time, and it takes time because we have been, our system, our public education system. I don't know if it's the same in the United States. Have become very centralized, hierarchical, punitive, and it separates people at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So we are mm-hmm. trying to change yeah. the pyramid. We're saying we are, yes. we are mm-hmm. not at the bottom. We are the center right. of the school department, right. and mm-hmm. uh, and we. The only way that we can do this is if you and I get together, and we. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we deal with the pol- public policies that are not always at the for the benefit of our children. We deal them together. So it's not yeah. one school fighting for uh, authentic right. Montessori. It's forty five schools, forty six yes. schools. Now yes. we have uh, that Montessori group, that network of teachers and parents have been able to to uh, have the government approve a law and establish a secretary of Montessori. Education within the school department.
0: Phenomenal. So, Phenomenal. so
1: not only mm-hmm. she crossed the street, she's now very <laughs> close to the boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: wonderful, um, and in that um, piece, was also I understand is the Montessori materials. Um, Company or factory that is starting up. We just say
1: a little about that. Yes, that's part of uh, of those things that happen when you reconstruct a social network, Elizabeth, and when you change the the hierarchies. Uh, in one of our first schools, in it's in the central part of the island, a rural area in the mountains, uh, where we have a lot of artisans, people that know how to work with wood and uh, great artists. Uh, forty percent unemployment in that area yeah. of Puerto Rico. Uh, it was very invaded by the narco traffic. Uh, so we had a very we had a, a deteriorating public school and the government wanted to close down the school. And we started our relationship with them in tra- sharing the history the story of Juan Domingo with them. So we uh, it becomes a Montessori school, and the school began to flourish. And from a hundred students now, there are more than four hundred students in the in the building. The first years of our project, we didn't have a budget for materials, so the community got organized and constructed the mm. the, the 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 equipment and many of the materials that their children. And their grandchildren were using, so something very powerful happened in that small, uh, uh, that small and large school because it has a lot of land. Now we're doing a lot of uh, our garden in that school could serve the whole town uh, with vegetables yeah. and with food. So um, the the parents, the the community organized and the, and the grandparents organized and says, you know what? We could make the materials not only for the school but for other schools. In the community, there was a rehabilitation pro uh, project that occupied like three buildings. It's called CREA in Puerto Rico. It's a center for rehabilitation uh, for people that are addicts to the drug. So, um, but now the school has flourished and the, the narco doesn't have. A, Children or young people going into the, the business of Narco. So the, it doesn't make sense to have that rehabilitation project there because it doesn't have clientela. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what mm-hmm. has happened is that the community got uh, control of those three buildings and have built their factory there. Wow. So now we have a factory, a community based factory that creates, uh, that constructs Montessori materials and has substitute the rehabilitation building because it is not needed anymore. That's what we call a reconstruction of social tissue. That's what we call reconstruction of a community, transformation. That's what we call a a school at the service of a transformation, of a real transformation of a community, economic, socially, and spiritual transformation of that community. Mm. Wow, so powerful. That was really inspiring. Thank you
0: so much, Ana Maria Garcia, for being on Montessori in Action podcast.
1: Oh, no, thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Glenda. It's been an honor to be with you today. It's a gift to be with you today and share our story with other people. I think that it, your invitation is an invitation to become part of a larger family. And mm-hmm. I want everybody mm-hmm. who's listening out there, wherever they are in the world, that we are their family also. We are a family of people making better schools for children, and we're here for you. And I appreciate this uh, window to all your homes and, and schools uh, and this invitation that you make to us today, Elizabeth and Glenda, to be part of that. So we are honored to be part of the larger family of Montessori Education in the world. Mm, thank you.
0: Thank you, and I want to thank Glenda Perez for being with us today and translating for our Spanish edition of this podcast, so thank you, Glenda.
1: Our show is a project of public Montessori in action, elevating voices in the community to forward the mission. Our host is Elizabeth Slade. Our producer is Isaac Price Slade. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and sharing it with others. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts.